Bridging the Geekdoms, Robert here. Now I got a little bit of a treat for you here. Now, a couple years ago, back when we first started this whole podcast endeavor, Colton and I were just constantly coming up with ideas. Let's do this, let's do that, let's do this. And one of those ideas was creating a podcast that was specifically rebooting older movies. And we were gonna call it, and actually we have called it, Movie Boot. Now, on this episode, it is audio only because this is taking us back way back to the beginnings of our podcasting journey. You're going to hear Colton, myself, and a friend of ours named Brian sit down and discuss an idea that we had about rebooting The Matrix. Now, The Matrix is a beloved franchise uh, in so many ways. Obviously, a lot of people feel that the second and third one maybe didn't live up to what the first one gave us, but we do have a fourth one coming up. And I thought this is a perfect opportunity to re-explore that episode that we did. And, you know, I, again, I want to bring back this movie boot idea. I thought it was a great idea for a podcast, for a show. Hopefully, if I get some more time, I can start doing some more of these. We do have one other episode that we did actually, actually, I think we have two episodes that we actually did, uh, three total, one was Matrix. One, we rebooted slash booted our own Dragon Ball movie. And Star Wars Episode Eight, I believe we did as well. And I am going to post all of those at some point in time as I re-edit them. And, and kind of just, you know, again, our chops weren't as great, especially with editing and talking and all that jazz. So it takes a little bit of work. It takes a few days to really edit all the uhs and ums and whatnots out of it so enjoy this i hope you do if you don't hey hit that dislike button if you do like it hit that like button smash subscribe all that jazz because i'm doing this all for you i'm bringing this all back for you and as we're growing as a channel i want to kind of bring some of these older videos back that maybe we forgot about or maybe some people forgot about not just videos but our audio shows as well because there's some really good content in there from years ago that people just have missed out on. So be on the lookout for that. Uh, but with all that said, guys, check out this episode of me, Colton, and Brian rebooting The Matrix. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Movie Boot, the podcast where we reboot, reimagine, or retool famous film franchises. Now, when people hear the word reboot attached to a film, it's almost an immediate and simultaneous sigh that is heard around the world. However, for our podcast, we aren't saying we didn't enjoy the films we've gotten in the past, but if Hollywood is bound to reboot them anyway, why not we take a crack at it first? So in our first episode, we're going to take a look at a franchise that had a very strong beginning when it was released in 1999, but fell off drastically when the final two installments released a few years later in 2003. There's no denying that The Matrix was a massive hit. The adventure that we were thrown into was intriguing because it hit close to home. It came out during a time when the internet was exploding, and the idea of computers handling more and more of our everyday life was becoming a real possibility in everyone's eyes. On top of that, the Wachowskis took a tried-and-true story element, the hero's journey, and gave us a character that reminded us of our own uncertainties within the world. So, 
why exactly should this franchise be rebooted? Well, a lot has changed in the nearly 20 years since the first film released. Some may believe that the warning those films relayed to us still is a real possibility, while there are many who have put those same warnings behind them and decided to move forward in life not worrying about the repercussion of utilizing and relying too much on the machines. We're going to take a step back here, and we're going to take a look at what the trilogy did well and what it didn't do well. So, Brian, what do you think? Like, Give me some of the things that you think did well. That did well. The action sequences were uh, done well. Obviously, that's what made The Matrix what it was. But uh, the films at uh, the beginning of 2 and all the way into 3, I think it took a completely different course. I think... I really don't even know what to say about what they did well. I, I know I, what they did wrong. All right, well, how about Colton? What do you think it did well? Well, I'm just going to mainly focus on the first one because that, that was my favorite. They did the action sequence as well, like Brian said. It would grab people's attention. Like, for being 1999, they looked really well. Even today, they look pretty decent. Mm. The story was actually kind of intriguing. You wake up from your virtual reality to see that the world's in shambles. Humans have lost against machines. Still a very real possibility today. Like, AI is becoming way more advanced. Also, I like the whole fact that, like, you see Neo kind of grow into his hero role in the first one. You're mentioning the hero's journey, which yeah. I think fits the narrative of, of that franchise very well. Because when you're talking about the one, there it's he's a hero. That yeah. person is a hero. And, and Neo being the one that was, I think, a good idea to tell a story like this. To yeah. tell a story, you have to have an antagonist that is going on a journey. A protagonist, but that, that takes me to Agent Smith being another aspect of the, the franchise that I think is really good, who was the antagonist of the movie. Yeah. And his journey as well, we see that. And that's one thing that I really enjoyed actually in the second and the third movie was seeing Agent Smith's journey, where the first movie focused on Neo's, the second and third film really kind of focused a good bit on Agent Smith and him coming to his realization of things of what his his role is in the machine. And then I also like the idea of the ragtag of people who are limited on supplies, fighting tooth and nail to survive. I did yeah. like that idea as well. So Brian, I know you have a lot what didn't work, so go for it. Well, the pace of the films, I, I thought that they were unnecessarily slow. Matrix Reloaded. You open up the film and, and it's... It's so slow going. I know they're developing the characters, but it's it's a big a yawn fest for me. And then he, obviously it picks up again, but I think they made mistakes, mainly with the pace of the movie. Obviously, I said that. But instead of Zion being this primitive, uh, I guess this base, this hidden secret uh, place, where everybody's, where all humanity is stored up and they're living there safely. I think it should have been uh, more technologically advanced, clean, pristine, kind of like scientific, where the Matrix, when you're inside of it, it shows you the pinnacle, the supposed pinnacle of human civilization. But when you get the Zion, it should have showed the true progress of mankind before the fall. That sort of thing. Two and three, they seem forced where the original film, 
it pushed the cinema limits with the action sequences, as I said before. I feel like the Wachkowski brothers, they had to prove themselves with Matrix 1, and 2 and 3 relied on Matrix 1's uh, its success, and obviously they were cashing in with 2 and 3. I think there should have been some sort of flashback to an older era, an older iteration of uh, the, ma- the earlier Matrixes that made these relic portions like the old, like the characters, like the Merovingians and the, whatever those two ghost dudes were and, yeah. and explained them. Like, like, I understand that they're like the agents, but how did they fit into the old Matrix? How did that work? Were they they're just ghosts? I don't understand. And I should have made them epic heroes of myth and legend where it made sense to where the older world that we know that happened in the past and why those people believed in those saviors and stuff. And it was really the machines playing a trick on them or something along those lines. Maybe, maybe not that, but you know, it's a different idea. I feel like the Wachkowski brothers were trying to say something about our current civilization, the way we live now. And I don't think they got there. I think they were trying to say something about our the nature of our reality, but they didn't accomplish that. They didn't get to say what they really wanted to say. I don't know if there was other handlers involved, other, other people coming in and making changes to it because... Yeah, that's what producers do, and they want to see something, and they, and they want to make a, a money machine, a cash cow. So they couldn't do what they wanted to do originally, and we got the Merovingian, that sort of thing, yeah? And, 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 and the giant baby, machine baby? Come on, man. What's going on here? <laughs> Colton, what are, what are some things you didn't like? Or, or not didn't like, but maybe didn't work? The forced romance between Neo and Trinity in the first one. That just seemed that. way too forced for me. Like, that, that that wasn't just forced in the first one. It was forced in the second and third yeah, one as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah, the chemistry for sure. Like it just it, it didn't seem natural. It didn't seem like it should have even happened. I I felt like Neo really like other than what the scene in the second one where he saves her from get, being shot and dying after she falls out of the building. I, I think that's the second one. Other than that, like, there was really no need for any show of emotion between the two. Like, Brian covered a lot, actually. <laughs> like, they're the two ghost guys in the second one. You don't really... Yeah, there's no explanation. Yeah. We've heard since the movies came out that they were actually an older version of the agents. Yeah. You know, an older program. But we don't get any explanation of that. I feel like the Oracle should have played a more prominent role than just being the Oracle. I don't know. I felt like she should have had a bigger role. I, I don't know how. I, I just felt like she should have been more key towards the end, I guess. And I I like the whole Agent Smith thing. I, I just, his, I'm hung up on Agent Smith. Like, I just like how his character is. Now, for me, uh, I completely agree with what you guys have said. A couple of the things that I didn't really like story-wise, how everyone was against Morpheus. Nobody wanted to believe what he was told. Yet all of these people believe in the Oracle 
yet yeah. none of them believe what the Oracle told him. Like, the, to me, that just didn't seem to fit. That, that should have been a story that should have been told if no one was going to believe him. Yeah, and then the fighting outside of the Matrix, I thought was horrendous. Oh. Like, just completely, completely horrendous with the machines. You would think, and I know how Brian is saying, and we're going to get into this when we start rebooting it here in a few minutes, but it's like, oh, we should see a pristine civilization and everything. For a group of humans who are trying to defeat machines, they're going to be afraid to even utilize machines as much as they did in those movies. I mean, they, re- they still relied on machines for every single aspect of their life in Zion. And to me, that doesn't make sense. If you're going to try and defeat something, something that has taken over your your life and has been controlling you for how, however many years, you're going to want to try and eradicate it completely. So I felt that that was a little ridiculous because then I'm sitting there thinking like, well, why are they really afraid of the machines then? You're going to just keep using them. Yeah. And it's going to happen again. That <laughs> and the fact that outside, like in the end of the second one, where Neo somehow magically gained the powers of the Matrix outside of the Matrix and was able to stop the machines. Or, well, I don't know if it was destroy or stop or whatever he did to him towards the end of the second one. Yeah. Like, that just completely threw me out of it. Like, I just... No desire to really watch the third one. Well, there's the theory that they they never actually left the Matrix. And they, they, they were saying that Zion was like a, a, a pressure release valve for the people that rejected the system and the actual matrix allowed them to think that they left the matrix and the whole thing was a ruse. And that's why they keeps going through the cycle and the one always uh, keeps resetting the system. But, but that wasn't, that wasn't in the, the movie. It's just an outside theory. So that's not canon. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, and it would have made the movies a lot better. The saying that you can't actually escape technology, even apes using rocks to to pound a nut—that's that's use of technology using a rock, right? Yeah. Cup, you know, you make a cup and you're drinking water with a cup. That cup is technology, so you, you are dependent on it. Like no no matter which way you go, say if you're you're wearing a, a fur coat, that fur coat is technology. All it's right. not. It's not like electronics, but you understand what I'm saying. It's the yeah. sense of higher knowledge. Yeah. All right. So now that we've gotten out of the way, what the Matrix was to us, what we liked, what we didn't like, we understand the films. We understand yes. what the Wachowskis were trying to 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 accomplish with them. Let's reboot it. I'm going to leave this up to you guys. I want you guys to to start this off. Are we going to use a protagonist like Neo? Are we going to continue using a Neo in the, in this in this reboot? I don't see the harm in it. Yeah, I think Neo moved the story along well enough. And I mean, what are you going to do? Follow a bunch of characters? How does that work? So I think the hero, uh, the hero's journey, excellent uh, device for telling the story. Yeah, I think utilizing the hero's journey is, like I said earlier, it's key for telling a story like this. However, the one thing that they failed with with the hero's journey is it ended at the end of epi- or episode at the end of the first yeah yeah movie. Matrix one wrapped up perfectly. That was it. He was yeah. a superhero. Yeah. And then the second and third one, that he was just basically a god, a deity that yeah. you know was just walking through the matrix and you know defeating one agent after another, one agent after another. 
there was no more journey for him. You know, we didn't see a journey. Exactly. I I think if we're, if they're going to, if we're going to reboot this here, you know, if our, I mean, we're going to make it a trilogy again, most likely. Yeah. We need that whole journey to go from the first movie to the final movie, you know, from him joining or not sure of what reality is having questions coming to the realization discovering that he could be this chosen one and then discovering how to become that through the three movies i think would be key for a reboot here i I agree i think i think the matrix uh was originally intended to be a one-off i think that's what it was yeah I, i definitely agree with that i do agree with that but even whenever you look at it and it, it, it not being a one-off, they could have continued that journey and yeah. that, that, that idea through the, the next couple films. Now, are we going to, how are we going to have him? How, how, so what we'll call it, we're, we're going to use him or it's going to be him again, Neo. How is Neo going to come to the realization? Like, are we going to see his life prior to questioning? Because we don't really get that in, in, the original we don't see him questioning and walking around it just kind of follow the white rabbit and yeah that kind of stuff i'd like to see it like him just kind of going through his normal day that's how i'd like to see it open just neo going through his 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 day just a normal day in life neo nothing to say brian <laughs> um, I, i'm sitting here thinking they did that right they did it well enough with the white rabbit and yeah he's kind of foolish and that's what the, uh, the hero's journey is. You start out as a fool, and you walk over the cliff, and you fall into a mess. And that's basically what happened. So I think maybe take Rob Zombie and the, the goth scene out, and uh, <laughs> maybe make it something different. I don't know what. Just make it more in tune with the times. See, I, I'd like to picture it as, like, Neo is kind of just going about his day. And, and, like, he gets called, and Agent Smith is his boss. Kind of like how it is in the first one, if I'm not mistaken. And it, you can see it just has growing hatred for Smith. It, it takes place over a couple weeks. And that'd be free of Morpheus gets in contact with him. Not, like, through the laptop and through follow the white rabbit. Just a, a letter in the mail. And he opens it, and he begins to follow the Now, are, the are, is he going to be questioning things? Like, it do you think there should be a reason if we're going to, if we're going to take that approach where we maybe see him for just a couple weeks, maybe expand on his background a little bit. Are we going to see him questioning what's going on in the world? Cause we just see him. Isn't he some, uh, why can I remember? I just watched the first one on Saturday. He's like some sort of hacker or something. Yeah. yeah. We can see it by none of the like warping reality stuff. Kind of like how we see today where the Illuminati is kind of, it's more prominent now. And like everything's starting, you everybody's starting to open their eyes to how the world actually works. Yeah, maybe we see him start to see that, but he starts to follow the tracks, finds Morpheus, the red pill, blue pill. But at first, he doesn't he doesn't pick immediately. His mind's blown by all the knowledge. He just he, he doesn't know what to believe right now. He's kind of like, yeah, this is what I know, but what if? And he doesn't pick immediately. Morpheus is like, okay, whatever, take your time come back when you're ready so he goes a couple days and smith makes it more prominent that like so then we have that scene like in the office building where smith and the agents come and see yeah. him and they're in the office building yeah okay what if and he then, ate the blue pill then we wouldn't have a sequel yeah then <laughs> well, uh this, this reboot's over. <laughs> but, but here, here's the thing 
it would show, you know, say he eats the blue pill and we get to see reality as it is now, as we're living here in this reality, but he gets to see all the odd shit that goes on. Uh, here's what um, I think would be pretty interesting. And he I get, think, you know what I mean? Understand the matrix as it is now. Here's an interesting thing. I think what we should do is we take Neo and we have him have a friend, somebody he lives with, a roommate. They're very Trinity. close. All right. No, not Trinity. They're very <laughs> close. All right. Now, his friend is the one that's always questioning everything. Neo like kind of sits there and he kind of plays along with it, yeah, kind of like, questioning it. As, his and friend's everything. like a conspiracy theorist. Exactly. And he's sitting at the computer and they're working on something, but his friend isn't there. His friend leaves for some reason and the message comes up and it's for his friend, but Neo gets it. Hmm. Neo then intrigued kind of follows it a little bit, tries to see where, where, where's this message heading? Where's it going? And it tells him to follow the red rabbit or the, the white rabbit. Oh boy. <laughs> the white rabbit. Then there's a knock at the door. He goes over, he sees the tattoo of the white rabbit. Hmm. He follows the white rabbit. Now, while he's out, his friend calls him up. Like, hey man, what's going on? Blah, 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 blah. Meanwhile, when Neo followed the white rabbit, we see Trinity encounter him and, and, and come to him. And she realizes you're not the one that we were reaching out to. Hmm. At that moment, his friend shows up and they're like, hey, this is who it is. They actually both then get pulled and taken to wherever. They're told to believe this, believe that. And we see a moment with the, the red or blue pill at that point in time. And we see his friend take the red pill. Hmm. Neo is like, no, I, I want nothing to do with that. I'll I don't want a blue pill. I don't want a red pill. And just gets out, you hmm. know, gets out, of, gets out of Dodge. We see his friend take the red pill and we don't see him again at that point. Neo goes off and the story goes with this group of people, Trinity and Morpheus. They believe that it was the friend that was the chosen one. Morpheus mm -hmm. thought it was him. They find out over the course of a couple weeks, months or whatever, that it's not him, that it was actually Neo. And they come back and they find Neo again. And then it kind of starts from there. I think that would be pretty interesting because Neo would be pulled into this kind of see from the outside what's going on. Yeah. And be like, really like, no, that's, yeah, no, I'm I, good. I know something else is going on, but no, thank you. You guys seem crazy with your black sunglasses and your trench coats in the middle of the night. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. I'm good. Yeah. And then he kind of backs off, but after his friend leaves, he starts to realize and starts seeing a lot more and, going well, he on. He starts to see the code. And he's, well, he doesn't see the code, but he's starting to understand that there is something else. So he then at that point starts searching for Morpheus or Trinity even. He, how, much that's time, his, how much time has gone uh, past in the film? Then, at this point? In the film, I mean, you could make that about a 20-minute, 30-minute portion of the film. Again, it's usually what it takes half hour to get it going. Yeah, and, and honestly, like I said, this is going to take place, his journey is going to be all three films instead of just one film. Yeah. This idea of showing a little back backstory of why he is where he is, I think would make you enjoy his character a lot more. Plus, there's that encounter with Trinity that you could have where that love story can, can start to blossom from there. They yeah. see each other, they talk, they, they like, hit it off. What's that? What if it was like, he takes the red pill, right? And it's not like this machine world and it's more like a, a sort of like a psychedelic journey, but it's not colors and like tripping. He gets taken to a darker realm and instead of being machines, 
it's some sort of dark energy, spiritual sort of matrix. That could touch on a different not yeah. reality. And it would be a dark labyrinth sort of thing. And, and Zion is this pyramid made of light. And he's got, a, he finally reaches the, the pinnacle of the story by going through the door, the gateway to heaven. And he meets this being and it's just a mirror of himself. And it's really confusing for everybody involved. And then he just wakes up in his bed and that's the end of it. And he's just left there thinking, what the fuck just happened? Yeah. And everybody's wondering at the end of it. It's like one of those mind bending, mind blowing things. Uh, I, this is, he's taking the red pill. So that this is where he opens his mind. Yeah. Yeah. And he's still in the matrix though, at that point. Well, it, everything would be connected. He never really leaves, but he's just taken to a different realm. He transcends to the fourth dimension. I'm trying, yeah, something like that. It, it doesn't have to be fourth dimension or, or any of that. But he like, uh, I don't know how to see. I, I think it kind of gets away from from even just the matrix because I think, in some form, I think that has to stick to technology and the machines because well, that, that's definitely that, 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 that narrative of you know modern life and technology. But I think we can make it deeper, uh, darker, like spiritual shit, and then have the light in the dark. And there's other uh, characters involved where you have the dark half and the light half. And, and there's this epic battle going on. And, and Neo's, he's, he's being pitted between the two and he has to make a choice. And then at the end, he's just like, fuck it, I'm not making any choices. You guys can do whatever. Something like that. I don't know. I mean, we could definitely move past the machine thing. I like it. It's a good device. I think it, it really did well in Matrix 1, but if we're going to reboot it, let's reboot it. You know what I mean? No, yeah, I understand what you're saying. I just... It, the threat the threat of the machine, though, I think is, is what makes it so intriguing because you're locked inside of a machine. You're not... Right. What's yeah. any different from us right now? Yeah. Well, you're, yeah, you're only a, a conscious vibration through floating through time right now. Exactly. See, Colton knows what I'm talking about. No, I, I mean, I understand what you're saying. I, to me, I just, when I think of Matrix, like even the word Matrix sounds machine to me. You know, so when, and that, and if we're rebooting something or reimagining or retooling, whatever you want to call it, well, you, why you don't, don't we, we just throw the Matrix out and just make our own? thing and just delete this whole podcast and we'll write one <laughs> that's not what this podcast is about <laughs> you want to do no, that, man, do that. Right, man we can we can write some really good stuff maybe hollywood hit us strike up. man it's our opportunity it's our <laughs> opportunity to move in on on the shackles guys come on man <laughs> to get back to what this podcast is about about rebooting the matrix <laughs> see i don't think bobby would do well outside of the matrix I probably wouldn't, but I mean, I, again, I understand what you're saying in, in, in that regard. I just think that it, it, the idea of the matrix, the machines, stuff like that. I like that, that concept. I like the, the idea of that. And I think if you re, if, if it was to be rebooted and you would make it something completely different, I don't think anybody would enjoy watching it. the matrix. Yeah. It wouldn't be the matrix at that point. We're talking about a reboot, so. 
Yeah, but even reboots nowadays, when they reboot a a movie, it's still the same film. Yeah, the original. They just try to expand and improve on what it missed. Like the female Ghost Hunters, or Ghostbusters, I mean. That was... (laughs) But it's still the Ghostbusters. Yeah, yeah, it's still the Ghostbusters are still fighting ghosts. It's not Ghostbusters with women who are fighting zombies. It's Ghostbusters with women who are fighting ghosts. I think a scene where he gets uh, taken by the mirror... He touches the mirror. Like, that's definitely a play on Alice in Wonderland. Oh, absolutely. This is definitely like the machine Alice in Wonderland. But I, I think if it was done well, with a, a spiritual well, aspect to it, you know, I mean, th- they think tried about to it. do it with Matrix, with the spiritualism, and he was a good one, and he was just feeling the machines and everything. Like, they, they were trying to get there. But the machine thing completely took over the story. I think the Wachkowski brothers were trying to touch on something more spiritual but no and, and, and that's they the thing. just weren't allowed to do it because the device is the story and that's what we can do here rebooting it i mean we can take take keep the machine thing and like you said it was touch on alice in wonderland absolutely talking about follow the white rabbit yeah. and then going into the mirror yeah you know that's all 100 alice in wonderland ask and then the chosen one that aspect that idea of it is very religious based yeah, very you know, christ so Again, that's that that's the whole idea. That's why even at the end of the original trilogy, you know, he sacrifices himself to save everybody, just as Jesus sacrificed himself to save everybody. They kept the religious tone going. Neo doesn't respond in three can days. We, can we ditch the the Jesus thing? <clears throat> I, I'm fine with that. But what's going to push him to become the hero? Because the whole idea of the, of the everything is the reason why they search for him. Morpheus is looking for him is because he's the one. Otherwise, why are they looking for him? Why is he brought into this? Maybe he wasn't the one. Soldiers. Maybe the that whole idea of him being the one is the wrong idea. And it, it turns out that they were all supposed to be working as a team or something. Or we can go to some of the theories that have come out since The Matrix was released that Neo wasn't the one, that Agent Smith is actually the one. Yeah, yeah, I read that. I like that one too, yeah. And and we could take it where Neo is the one who actually shows and and creates Agent Smith creating the one. And so Neo isn't necessarily the one, but it's he who opens Agent Smith's eyes to becoming the one and eventually bringing down the machines and becoming and taking everything down. So... We learn about the architect. But they never actually free everybody from the machines. Hold on. Well, we will. <laughs> I, I say I say we would here. I say... Yeah, in I, this film, I think everybody should be freed from the machine. Yeah, and, and it's interesting to, to point out that there's that conversation with the architect, which we can have in this, in this film franchise as well, that they're talking to the architect, and he's sitting there saying, there's been many ones. And you believe yeah. that Neo is the one at this point because of the, mm-hmm. his abilities that he has. You know, there's been before you and there's going to be many after you so the architect believes however unknowing to him at the time it's agent smith who is the one and they've never had a one come from within the matrix yeah and it's he is the one he is the one that will finally bring the matrix down i think smith was a take on possession because he possessed that dude's body oh yeah but but i i get what you're saying maybe uh and that would give the little twist that that would change it up. So you're rebooting the matrix. You're still having the machines and, and everything at the heart of it, but you're turning it around where 
the machine is going to destroy it's itself. the machine that destroys itself just as humans destroy well, their selves yeah. by creating the machines and have that that uh, self-destruction narrative with it everything will be its own downfall exactly everything has its own downfall so you're kind of getting away from the religious undertones you're kind of going into more of history where everything eventually ends you know it repeats and ends every empire has fallen everything like that's the kind of stuff that we're going to see here we just saw humanity rose and fell because of the machines they got too cocky made machines and put them in charge machines then did the same thing they got too cocky and they fell that would be a cool, interesting aspect twist to the the whole idea. Of the, Did they ever uh, explain in the films? I don't ever think they explained why they'd never tried leaving the planet. Like they had hovercraft and stuff. Did they have the technology? I mean, I know they have the hovercrafts and stuff, but did they have the technology to go to another world and, and or even sustain life in atmosphere? Yeah, like did they have that ability? I don't um, know. I mean, granted, they, they have. To? Granted, they have robots, so I mean, yeah. The the thought of having it's there. I mean, whether having the resources, maybe maybe you have like uh, an outside civilization, like a man uh, made civilization. They managed to get off the planet before the machines took over, and they're trying to penetrate to get to the people stuck in Zion, and, and they're the saviors. Like those people come. And at, at the dire moment where Zion's about to be destroyed by the machines, they step in. Is that too too corny? Uh, maybe a little bit. Here, here, let's focus. Here, let's let's stick to the first movie though. We're we're saying we're going to make this a trilogy, so let's stick to the first movie. So far, we have the idea that that was put out there of Neo having a friend. Do we like yeah. that? Do we like that idea of having a friend? I could, I could see it. Kind of just that getting a little false prophet. A little background. Yeah, you have that, the false that overcomplicated though. Like, because that, that's it, why it the could. hero journey. That's why the hero works so well because it's streamlined. But it's are we getting are, on that one character? You know? Are we getting rid of the hero journey? Aren't we no, kind no. of switching it a little bit? So Agent Smith is the one where Neo isn't so much the one. We're kind of seeing the hero journey from a different perspective. Agent Smith is having the hero journey. Yeah. We're kind of behind seeing a different perspective of it. See, like the machine's perspective. Well, we're not watching it from the machine's perspective. We're watching it well, from Neo's we, perspective. Yeah, what if we did do it from the machines? Like they're, they're thinking – and why farming the people and use them as energy is like the hard thing. The, the hard thing about thing or whatever. The hard thing about looking at it from the machine's perspective is the viewer, because yeah. the viewer needs to be able to relate to the characters on screen, and a, a viewer cannot relate to a machine. So, it could, but it's hard. But I'm saying this would be the Agent Smith thing, and we would be able to project ourselves on the, the Agent Smith and understand his story and why I, he's trying to get out of the machine. And he's, I think, he's using these design uh, characters as his avenue to get out. I mean, I, I think that would be an interesting thing to to switch to that perspective after the realization is made that he is the one. Yeah. Man. So whether that's halfway point of the, the trilogy or shortly after, we kind of switch to his perspective at that point. Like Agent Smith's redemption or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I, think, like, I think that should be the third one. The second one should be like, we learn who Agent Smith is. The first one, we kind of, you know, dip our toes in the Matrix. We get, we get introduced to Neo, and at the end, how Smith kind of is becoming more prominent. So would three yeah. be like it would be Matrix Redemption? Yeah, and uh, like two would be like Matrix Revelation, and then one would be I don't know if we want to do the biblical thing. It would be like Matrix Genesis. 
Yeah. If we're sticking to the biblical thing, I yeah. thought we're getting away from it. But I mean, it, yeah, yeah. it works, though. It works for storytelling. Well, it, yeah, at least absolutely. for titles, it would work. Yeah, yeah, for titles, it would work. But, like, uh, the way I would picture it, if we're doing it this, we would have, like, different toes. We'd get introduced to everybody. We'd see, in the eyes of Neo, Smith's the bad guy. Now, on the second one, we kind of jump back in time. We learn who Smith is. We learn how he became part of the Matrix, what his initial programming was, and all this other stuff, and how he became Smith. And then you eventually see the cross. That's Smith in, in the first one. And it's we get to see why the Matrix is bad, this and that. Well, here, no, actually, I, I like that idea in a way. Uh, the first one, we're focusing on Neo, on him coming to the realization that he's in the Matrix and escaping the Matrix. We see agents, but not Agent Smith. Right. It's when it's when at the end of the first one, Neo is starting to discover his power. He destroys. He's able to defeat these agents. Yeah. And the second one, we see the machine create a new agent, Agent Smith, to fight Neo. They think that this will be a better agent, a better program. Yeah, the Antichrist to defeat <clears throat> Neo. Yeah. Yeah. Which would and be the Christ, he... I guess. This what? Is, are we gonna Are we gonna make Neo the uh, Christ? Uh, yeah, see that that's where things get a little little well, well, I mean, no, you could always change your perspective. Yeah, yeah I mean it's so written, you can always change your perspective yeah, fairly yeah. So like our our antichrist would be the other side's Christ. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So like, they're both the Christ, but they're like different aspects. Yeah, because like when you decide to show that Smith is actually the chosen one, mm-hmm. you would see the 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 reverse fault that would be the plot twist where yeah who we thought the antichrist is actually christ himself yeah is the one who's that would be the plot twist in the yeah. third one or the, the one who one. will save humanity yeah, yeah. yeah. that would or, be or what they t- expected the two to be pitted against each other and then it turns out that they actually work together yeah exactly no you're exactly right and and you find that and i think and i know i said that we should stick to the first one but as the story moves along into the third movie it's it is Agent Smith that's in the Matrix that takes down the Matrix from inside, and Neo outside of the Matrix who what takes if, down what the, if, the Matrix uh, from outside. Smith wants out, Neo wants in, and they switch places. But I, I mean, you would have the whole possession of Smith on Neo. Yeah, and and I think the and whole vice versa, and Neo gets to take Smith's body. And then you would have that plot twist of the Christ and Antichrist. Yeah, spots. And so, so like. The dark is impregnated by the light, and the light is impregnated by the dark. And then so it would be, yeah, it's the yin and the yang. There's no, there's only balance. There's no like real yeah. light winning and no dark winning. Is only yeah the balance. Be interesting. There is no beating the matrix for say, the matrix just forever will exist. It's just like a trade off. It's like you get into. Uh, one form of the matrix, and then there's the other form of the matrix. Like there's the natural matrix, and then there's the machine matrix. Yeah, I, I, I mean, and then I would like to think that only the Christ and Antichrist can free flow between the two. Yeah, like humans can never actually leave the matrix. <clears throat> so so it's Neo, the, the human, the natural aspect. Neo that, is that the can human. Uh, work with the, the machines, and the machine aspect can work with the, the natural. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. It's it's interesting. I just I But how how are we gonna have the payoff would be I think disappointing because yeah. it, we're That's all why expecting, you never see a story like that. Yeah, we're all expecting Hollywood, yeah. for for the end for 
the Matrix to be destroyed or end. But sometimes, if you're going to build a universe off that, sometimes you don't have to look at the payoff after the What if uh, the third film <coughs> is the the marriage between the two, and it, we get like a synthesis? A, a, yeah, like a third reality somehow, which that, where there's like a machine human mix, and it's a hybrid. And, it, and that emerges, and that turns out to be the actual Antichrist. And by them trying to prevent the Antichrist, they create it. You know what's funny about all this? I know you guys aren't very big gamers. This is literally Mass Effect storyline. <laughs> <laughs> literally. No, I, I, think, I, think be, I think what would be really interesting would be uh, – I like the idea of like the marriage of, of things, but why don't we make it where it gets to the point where – in this franchise, they, they, they're fighting, but it's just a battle neither side can win. Yeah. It's... So they both decide, well, we need to work together. So what happens is you are given the choice, just as everyone else is. You can stay in the Matrix or you can escape the Matrix. And you are given that choice. And you see the machines helping pull the pods out and bringing people down and, and removing them. You see people in lines getting ready to be inserted into the matrix. You see this kind of thing because the matrix wants to continue living, but it can only live On with human. the host, with the human host. Right. And then, but they're not forcing people anymore. Now you're given the choice. That would be an interesting end to the, to the franchise or to the but series. Then you could also add another choice. It's so anticlimactic. Yeah, I know. Like, uh, that's why we never see these kind of stories. If you leave it as a cliffhanger, because eventually there will be a human uprising because the machines do feed on humans, That's they, people yeah. will see that as, well, they're still killing humans, and there will be the perpetual war that will happen again, where we would have to see Smith and Neo reemerge to bring the balance again. But you need to have, even though there's the idea of, okay, so we have a trilogy and then there's a potential for another trilogy, you still need to have a climatic ending to this one. There needs to be something that ends. That's why you need like that third aspect to, to break the two, you know, have like some sort of outside force acting on it. Okay. Now we're going to see how good of a writer I am based on what we were just talking about. I have summoned somewhat of a storyline. Okay. So towards the end here, we see Neo and Smith starting to learn about each other. Neo seeing that he is the good in humanity, he's the savior of humanity, but Smith is the savior of the, of the machines. The two start to realize that, like, they will never beat each other. They are equals, essentially. No matter what happens, they will always forever be equals. They will never win. They eventually see that the Matrix won't die, not while both of them are still here. One will die before the other, and the Matrix will eventually win because Neo is mortal. Mm -hmm. Smith is immortal. He's a machine. He's... Unless he becomes obsolete, he's a machine. Yeah. So eventually, this is, we'll wind it down eight years down the road. When Neo's old, he's dying, he's dead. Everybody around him's dead. There's a new generation of humans. So Smith, still being young, sees Neo in the Matrix. And Neo's still badass. That's an old man. Yeah, trench coat, okay. you know, yeah. trying to look badass. I like this. I know where, and, I see where you're going. I like it. And Smith, they kind of see each other. They're on, like, kind of in the second one. Yeah, second one where they're in the right after uh, Neo talks to Oracle in the park, mm -hmm. and there's that big fight scene. Yeah, okay. kind of like that, but except without all the Smith. It's mm -hmm. just one Smith and one Neo, and they kind of have a reminiscing part. They kind of like, hey, remember old times? Kind of something like that. Remember you know? when we would fight? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they kind of have a chuckle. You could yeah. tell they're like kind of enjoying it. 
but then Smith kills Neo and, and somewhat of a wait a minute know. before he no 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 he doesn't kill him Smith walks away and says I don't have to fight you because time is on my side right and, and he's just gonna yeah I, I, I like that yeah. I like that and Neo you kind of just I'm gonna I'm gonna build off that and Neo kind of just watches him as he walks away confused I'm gone <laughs> essentially like I'm gone I'm never going to die but then he ponders because the Oracle kind of I'm just going to assume it's the same black lady. Mm-hmm. He kind of goes to the Oracle and he she, he asks her what Smith means. And the Oracle kind of leaves it, leaves him questioning, like, you're mortal, he's immortal, like, you're going to die. Yeah. There's nothing that you can do about it. And Neo's like, oh, shit. So he goes and it, it's the perpetual looking for the Chosen One, but he doesn't right. find the Chosen right. One. Right, and it's never-ending search for the Chosen One. Yeah, but he doesn't find it. He eventually dies. He's in a hospital. And, and then the, maybe the movie ends with a baby being born. Yeah, and and you see somewhere generations down the line, you see Neo in the hospital, and Smith comes in, and you know they have they kind of chuckle again, you reminisce. Neo just dies of old age, and Smith just walks out the room. But then you get a you cut away, and you open up to another scene of a baby crying, mm-hmm. and you see kind of like something of Neo in the background. Where Neo just keeps getting reincarnated, like, like a just, in the baby's eyes, like the shine that yeah. Neo had in his that, eyes. That's actually a very point. nice ending. And you see a reincarnation where the Matrix yeah. never does die. Yeah, but it's the perpetual war. Yeah, we no, get no. To reincarnate and they stay the same. Here's an interesting idea. So the first movie takes place. Second movie jumps up twenty years. Yeah. Third movie jumps up another twenty years. You know, let's say Neo's in his 20s whenever the first one happens. Yeah. Then he's in his 40s when the second movie happens. Then he's in his 60s or 70s when the third one happens. Yeah. That would make sense. And I think that would be kind of neat to see that jump because you would see that this war just continues to go on. Yeah. And, and they're, they're no still matter fighting. what they do, yeah. it, it's, it's still they're equal. Yeah. No matter yeah. what. And what if, what if uh, the first one starts the way the third one ends and then you have your, your ring, the hero's journey? Yeah. 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 Oh, that's that's more like the ring the ring theory that yeah. we were just talking about on our Star yeah. Wars exactly. podcast. Like, I mean, obviously, I could sit here and talk. I can go. I can go the whole story right now in probably two hours. But yeah. that's the general gist of what you. No, I, I actually really like that idea. Starting off, maybe the movie the, the first movie opens up and we see a baby being born. You know, mm-hmm. like yeah, shimmer then, or something. Yeah, it, but but then it jumps up to that baby being in his twenties. Yeah, questioning and, and things like that. And then we see that. And then we see a very similar, at the very end of the, the third movie, we see a, a similar scene. See, not already the, made the Matrix better. Look at that. Yeah, but you would also see how Neo became God, like why he's so OP. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, I mean, yeah. well, that's that's the journey. Yeah, that's that, would explain, that. that would explain everything. Not, yeah. oh, we just found this random you know, dude. The, the first movie, he's reluctant. And yeah. He doesn't want to be, again, it's the call to adventure, but he's a little bit reluctant yeah, of it. Yeah, he doesn't want to do it. Yeah. At the end of the first one, he dies, but not maybe doesn't die, you know, completely. But he's that that him him where he was reluctant yeah. is gone, and he comes to the realization. He comes to life and understands yeah. he, he, this is who I'm supposed to be. He essentially dies. Yeah, and then he becomes Neo. He yeah. becomes yeah the the, the uh, born again yeah the born again yeah, and then the second movie learning. Well, he's well, no, because we're gonna jump up years. Yeah, he would have been. He would be uh, learned 
learned he up some learned there. A lot of stuff yeah, like yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> some of that in the first movie, yeah. him learning his kung fu and and how to fight and who he is and stuff like that. And, but the and second maybe one, have his first meeting with Smith, and like that's what really starts it going. Yeah, but, but how but, are we going to tell Smith's story? How are we going to do that? Because he, he's a baby, <laughs> baby. Uh, I still, I still baby like the idea. I still, <laughs> a little no, I, or something. I still like <laughs> the idea of of Smith being created because of Neo. I okay, like that. Yeah, he destroys the other agents. Yeah, and they ha- and then the machines forced to make this uh, sentient being to match Neo. Exactly. See, right. Smith. Okay. because well, this is just a vicious cycle. Mm-hmm. Smith was made a long time ago when the first Neo came into reality. Well, no, we're seeing the first. This is the oh, first. So the, we're, yeah. we're, we're seeing the well, first right. iteration of it. Yeah, so that would be... Him. Exactly. Like, say if you were to go after three, it would be Smith looking for the baby at that point. Yeah. Smith would know that... At that just, point, he knows. Yeah, he but I think it would be interesting to, to see the beginnings yeah. of why Agent Smith is, is created. Because then if we do do another trilogy, that trilogy could then be from Agent Smith's perspective. Yeah. And then you could build off of him looking for the kid yeah. and then, you know, eventually is falling into the cycle again. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And again, the second movie I think would be would be huge to, to see Smith created in the second movie. Yeah. The second movie could even because I mean I think we pretty much got the first movie down. How that all goes. He he becomes known, he he becomes strong, he defeats these agents, and you think, okay, here's our savior. Then the second movie comes and it's been 20 years and they're still fighting this fight. And you're like, why, why is there still yeah, a, not, war. a war you going on? It, it, it's the chosen one. And it starts off with a conversation with the Oracle. Yeah. And she mentions that this has never happened before that blah, 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 this and that, this kind yeah. of thing is going on. You're and winning. Yeah. You're winning, but it's not happening as fast as you'd like. She's, yeah. she's like, his Yoda, you know, yeah. explain patience. It will come. It will yeah. come. Is she in the Matrix or is she outside the Matrix? She's in the Matrix. Yeah. She's in the Matrix. Because I, I like the idea of having programs that are against the Matrix within the Matrix. Yeah. I do like that idea. Because that's similar to real life. Yeah. Like that. What if we had two oracles? One, one that in the machine and, and the one that's like the natural oracle. I, I could get behind that. Yeah. What, what would the What would the Oracle outside of the Matrix be and, doing? And, and but but the thing is, that would be so weird about it. it. Would be like they're both saying the same things, and it would be it would be well, like the mirror. You know what I mean? Because that in your case, we would have to switch the Oracle to Neo being outside the Matrix and talking to the Oracle, and then have Agent Smith talking, talking to the, to the Oracle, Oracle in the, in the Matrix. Because that would make sense. Yeah. So it's Oracle that actually helps create Agent Smith. Yes. In the Matrix. Okay, yeah. Because once you would get plugged into So the let's let's do this. Let's make let's make it like this then. Well, wait, the, or, wait, the Oracle wait. no no the Oracle is outside of the Matrix. She's known as the Oracle. Yes. Let's take that architect from the second matrix yeah. and make him the one inside the matrix yeah. who helps create the architect because okay. the architect So the Oracle that. is I don't know how we're gonna do it with the with the ass. Yeah, I would like to think that the Oracle outside the Matrix, she gets we're gonna kill her off. Heads up. She gets put into the spoilers. Spoiler. She gets put into the matrix, and some way or another, the agents find her, and they know who she is outside of the matrix. Well, she's dying, so and, and maybe the, the only way that they can save her is by implanting her into the matrix. Is that what yeah, you're yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and that's how she gets put into it. Yeah, and then somehow, one way or another, the agents find her, and they take control of her body. They possess her. Mm. And seeing no other way to, you know, unprocess her. They just kill her. They unplug her right then and there. Yeah. But little do they know that 
but she's still in there and yeah, she just her essence kinda, is in there. Yeah. So she's the under she could be in a sense a narrator if you would need one. Yeah. But other than that, she could just Or maybe yeah, yeah. We do need a narrator and it would, you know, explain how she got in there. I like that. Hmm. Yeah, it makes sense. See, I told you guys I'm a really good story writer. <laughs> Now, the second one, so in the second one, we see Agent Smith created, and then Smith and Neo meet, and yeah. they start to have their fight, and Neo starts to realize, this is no agent I've ever fought before. Yeah, you we're know, equal. We're equals, almost. But he still believes that, I just need to get stronger, I need to get better to defeat him. That's yeah. his his idea. Agent Smith, the whole time, is, I'm the perfect being, I can yeah. beat you no matter what. And that's his belief. So the story continue, continues moving forward like that. And you see, you can see the spiritual... The Antichrist being cocky. I am mm-hmm. the best. You can't touch this. Yeah, exactly. And then it's, it's like, like I gotta be better. I have yeah, to be better. I have people relying on me. Exactly. Yeah. So we would start to see that. Now the back. turmoil outside of the Matrix. What kind of turmoil are we gonna see? Is there gonna be like a bit of a civil war with humans? We can't put all of our, our all of our money on Neo. Yeah. So far, we've gone twenty years and he still hasn't done anything. Exactly. Yeah. We're only winning minor battles. Exactly. So. No, I, I like that. I I could see a rebellion, kind of like. It's kind of shown in the original. No, here, here's what a good if, idea. What if the machines were in a a Zion of their own? And we kind of flipped that. The, the humans are on the surface of the Earth, but the machines are living in the core of the planet. And we just flipped that. The, see, I think the, the idea of... I think you could build that in a second trilogy. Yeah, I, I like the idea that... What I was going to say is, have it where this little rebellion within or with outside of the matrix where you have a small group of people who are rebelling against what they believe in, in Neo, have them go and tell the machines what's going on. It would actually be the crusades and they become traitors. It would be the crusades. Yeah. So they go in their bid to get into the machine. Exactly. Because they're like, look, this is a battle we can't win. Yeah. So I, I, I'm willing to help you if you will insert me back in, kind of like the traitor that we had in the first movie. Do they get with... betrayed though? The machines just kill them or something? And something terrible, you know what I mean? Like well, that's why you don't trust it, the machines. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, they, they would yeah. kill them. They would they would take the information and kill them. In the first Matrix, you had Cipher, who was that traitor, who was yeah. I'm gonna re- I'm gonna tra- you know be a traitor. I'm gonna tell them, and hopefully they reinsert me. We never got to see if they were actually gonna reinsert him. My yeah, belief was always should... that they were never going to. Right, yeah, I, I never believed it either. That he was just gonna die yeah, regardless. we're taking that character, that cipher character, essentially, and blowing him up into a rebellion. You know, yeah, so yeah, we're yeah, taking aspects. Yeah, I like that. I, I think that's pretty cool. Have that happen, and then we're seeing a war outside of the are there, Matrix. Going are there on good well. machines too? That like want to help? Uh, it would make sense if we're gonna continue. Zion, if the people of Zion or the, the humans outside of the Matrix well, using like, machines, that would then like, make sense. Be like kind of like the Oracle, her essence in the Matrix itself. She's the one that transforms it. Yeah, like that, that would be implanted. So once she gets okay, so how does that transforming? In, in, how does that work? How does that work? Is it the architect she, that she becomes a virus? Uh, yeah, favors she, her. She becomes a virus. Yeah, like, but how? The architect. The architect. Maybe he favors those unique minds, and that's why he like values her and makes her into whatever. She becomes, and then she becomes a program herself or something. Here we go. The architect finds her essence in the Matrix, and he's mostly summons because he can do that apparently Mm -hmm. in this. 
So he pulls her into his room and he makes her an agent, but she becomes rogue and she starts converting people into good programs and viruses. And so that's more why we see more agents and we see Smith. It's kind of becoming a war within the matrix, just like a war outside the matrix. Yeah, I, I would, I, that would, I would be, that would be nice. What if Paraphone was the Oracle? Yeah, the Oracle is the reason why Smith gets made because she's under the impression that she's not in the matrix and she's just, I don't know, somehow making, making that happen. And the yeah. architect, he has like that. I don't know. I don't know how that would work out. Yeah, I don't really know how that would that would work. I don't think it would. Maybe we're um, just overcomplicating the, the Oracle. Yeah, I, I like the idea of the Oracle. You have the architect of, of the Matrix, the Oracle of, of the humans outside of the Matrix. I like the idea that she's put into the Matrix because she's dying, and they think they yeah. preserve her, they can put her in the Matrix, and okay. Neo can protect her. Yeah. But this is before they know about Agent Smith. Yeah. So they put her in the Matrix, Agent Smith comes <clears> out, and Agent Smith isn't tracking down Neo, he's tracking down the Oracle. Yes. He goes and tracks down the Oracle. Neo is there. They fight. But during the fight, he's able to injure the Oracle. And he wants to possess her, essentially, like put his hand in her. Because if he possesses her, if he possesses her, he he gains that that knowledge. The the Matrix will gain her knowledge. So they see this happening. They pull the plug on her. She She dies while his hand is in her. Okay? So he gets some of the information. But it's enough that she's able to create and become a virus within yeah. the matrix because of that. Yeah. And, and the, the dilemma would be like the pod is able to freeze her on the outside, but at the same time, she still has to be plugged in in order for that machine to work. So that's why they're able to get to her mind. Yeah. 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 <laughs> exactly. Took a little yeah. bit yeah. there. <laughs> so, and I think the idea of her becoming a virus within the matrix yeah. and then able to, implant herself in the machine and causing some of the machines in real life to actually turn good. There would have to be an explanation for the way the machine works on the human aspect for the, the, the people that are being used as a host, that they have a little bit of control over the matrix because I I don't know, they would say, Oh, well that's free will or whatever, you know? And it turns out that the Oracle has this massive amount of free will and that's how that works. If you, uh, it, it is a present. And like it doesn't really need to be overly explained. Just she has that free will, you know, or whatever. Yeah. Just be like a one-liner and then bang. And then explain it. Because it is present, like prominent in the first one. Just free your mind. Like you can do pretty much anything you want. So it could be like that. It, it could just be a simple, her mind's free. She can do yeah. whatever. And that's it. Bang. There you go. Oracle yeah. And, um, so going on from where we were with the Oracle and whatnot, Neo and Smith are fighting. And then the end of the second one, you see Morpheus kind of in the Matrix. And there's a couple other Ocom. Ocom- I think the Morpheus, Morpheus should be something that shows up in Neo's dreams. No, I, I, you know, yeah. That's I like- Morpheus is uh, a god of dreams. Look him up. That's what he's originally uh, from. He's like supposedly shows up in other people's dreams and shit. And that's where Morpheus comes from. I, I like look them up. Look up uh, on Google. I'm not making it up. Um, so, and it would be like I don't know something. We got to explain Morpheus somehow. He's well, just like an aspect of a dreams. He's part of the vision that Neo has. We can make him God essentially, and Neo Jesus. 
Well, I don't think he needs to be a god. No, no. Because, like, he I, would be the, the thought behind Neo's good doings. See, I like the idea still. I, I do like the idea of, of Morpheus being the one who has to find. There has to be a reason that, that he was sought. Again, this is the beginning. This isn't, we're seeing the first time, the first one is created. You know, we're I think Neo that, should just be an accident. Like, he escapes the, the machine somehow, but it was just, it was never meant to be, but it was, and now the machine has to deal with it. Instead of this, okay. this on-purpose sort of thing. So, so, so we're going back to the first movie now? Because we're, we're, we're almost through the second movie. Well, here. yeah, well, of course. <laughs> in, the, in the beginning this of the first... How you, yeah, you gotta go back and re-edit to make the story fit. In the beginning of the first one, he's a kid, and he's, he's mm-hmm. well, the stereotypical, he's playing by the road, and a ball goes out in front of, the, in front of traffic, and he runs out in front of traffic because he's like five and doesn't know any better. And almost get and almost gets hit by a bus. He does get hit by the bus, but Morpheus kind of pushes him out of the way. He's kind of like comatose, and that's how his mind. Is he in the Matrix though? Yeah, in the Matrix. Okay. So that's how his mind leaves the Matrix. In this comatose state, his mind wanders out. And so he... the machine rejects his body, <laughs> spits him out. Yeah. And he gets picked up like the Moses in the basket thing. Yeah, and and that would still tie in the build to the building yeah. state, and then that's how Morpheus would find him. Just kind of, okay. Like an and, and, but, yeah. but make Morpheus his mentor. Make yeah. making Morpheus his mentor, the one who's showing him the ropes. So he's not going to show up in the dreams. I mean, we no. can not have to do the dream thing. Okay, we could kill Morpheus. In what the if first. it was just like a woman? Because it was a woman that found Moses, and that's who his mother is outside of the the machine. Yeah, I mean, we could. I, I mean, we could do that. We can, and do something similar to the Oracle where. Morpheus is just inside Neo's head. Or, 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 we can make Rob's it... Boat or. <laughs> <laughs> or we can make it where Morpheus actually gets stuck in the Matrix. He can't be pulled out. And For whatever reason. We can figure that out down the line. But he can't be pulled what out. And, and that's what drives... And he's the one guiding Agent Smith. Well, no, if dun, we make... Dun, dun. We, have to, we have to have a McGuffin... <laughs> We have to have a MacGuffin for Neo, and he what's can't the just learn. exactly? So why is he? Why does he push himself to get this ability to, to finally come to the realization that he has these abilities? And they do that in the for in the original Matrix, Morpheus is captured, and Neo at that point is like, "I'm not the the chosen one." Oracle told me I'm not the chosen one, but he goes to save Morpheus, and in saving Morpheus, he he, he pushes himself and becomes the one. So doing taking that same trope and adding it in here but making it maybe bigger circumstances something yeah. that's a lot bigger and, and dire of a circumstance crucifixion i mean yeah well yeah i mean he, he has somehow, to sacrifice himself that's yeah. where he becomes the sacrifice the death he dies yeah. trying to and rescuing morpheus and it's that's that yeah. point there yeah so so morpheus becomes like his lessons become visions to him in the future that he, he looks back on it or something. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, Morpheus does. does and Neo is a fuck up. Yeah. Like he'd never really trained well. And then he dies and then he starts recalling he all of his training. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So uh, Morpheus, Morpheus is throughout the entire series. But he's technically but he's dead. Not, yeah, he's dead. He's not there anymore. Similar to Obi-Wan in yeah. Star Wars. He's there. But he's, but he's technically dead. not. Exactly. So that would be that loophole or that plot hole in the first one. Then we're what? Neo and 
Smith are waging war in the Matrix. Yeah, wow. the second one. Is Smith killing Morpheus? No, no, no because Morpheus just... dies in the first one. Morpheus, that's... Okay, yeah, Smith hasn't been created yet. Smith isn't created until the second Morpheus. one. Maybe the old agents kill Morpheus. The yeah. old and agents... And gets away. Yeah. Yes, yes. After, and that's like in his he... childhood. Oh, yeah. no, no. It, this oh, is, no, it would be like... This is when he's in his 20s. Yeah, like, like, he's in his 20, 20s. I'd like to see 24. And, and it's after Morpheus is killed that... It Neo. pushes Neo to the edge, and he is finally able to defeat the agents there are there. Yeah. And that's what makes the just machines... In, and just okay. in blind rage, just yeah. just begins killing everything. Exactly. He, discover, he discovers his abilities or whatever. Exactly, yeah. Okay, all right, I like that. And then the second one, because that's the MacGuffin there, the whole MacGuffin is to, to save Morpheus. The second one is now defeating agent smith and that's kind of where that one is agent smith is yeah. created so he feels he has to train to get better to defeat agent smith and then this stuff happens with the oracle yeah so towards the end the second one i'd like to think that neo and his army of uh humans that are implanted and kind of smith and a couple agents clash agents are dying humans are dying and it's just Neo and Smith just trading blows on the battlefield until both literally, well, not literally, both kind of get a good blow on each other. Like they're both crippled, like they can't fight. Mm-hmm. And the battle just ends with like a decimated, we'll say New York, just a decimated New York. Inside the Matrix. Yes. And they're kind of just retreating because they're both crippled. They can't fight anymore. And they both lost a lot of people. What if, what if there's multiple fights and the city keeps getting destroyed? Right. Yeah, like that. That's and, that, yeah. And the machines, they just keep repairing. It's as if it never happens. No. Then, yeah. But at the one point, they do uh, irreparable damage, and the city never regenerates. And it's like one of those things. Here, I figured it out here. That actually shows progress being made within the story. That they figure out how to affect the machine somehow. There has to be some sort of progress in reversal well we need again so we have the MacGuffin of the first movie saving morpheus that'll happen early on where he gets trapped in in the matrix right. after yeah and then and you see neo grow that's up, yeah right? now the second one and the third one we have to have this MacGuffin. we have to have a reason or a, a belief on how they can release everybody from the matrix because still at this point the characters within the matrix believe that they we're going to rescue everyone yeah well, that okay would be, yeah that's that would the, be the objective battle. That's the objective. Smith is preventing that from happening. Yeah. So they see it in their eyes. They're building up to this battle because they think in this battle they're going to beat Smith and the agents and they're going to pull everybody out. But in- but what is it? What is it that they're they're trying to get? What is that that object or or or, or entity that they're reaching? Like the keymaker. Okay, the keymaker. Okay, so we're taking the keymaker, bringing him yeah. back into it. Now, what is the keymaker doing? What is it that he can do to help release everybody? He. He can open to the mainframe of the... That, why does he even want to go along with it? Shouldn't you want to steal from the Keymaker? That's what they need to do. It's not yeah, save yeah. the Keymaker. It's, it's, they have to find the Keymaker and, and get keys. And take his, yeah, and steal take from key. him. Because the Keymaker's a bastard. Yeah. He's a real mean son of a bitch. So, um, so that's why they go into the He's battle. Jet Li. <laughs> <Jet Li. laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> but um so they go into the battle because smith is protecting the key mm-hmm. master or key maker so they're going into battle both sides are heavily crippled and neo and they just kind of retreat and that's how it ends like it kind of has like the end scenes where it's like son of a bitch <laughs> what the fuck we were supposed to win this 
I like the idea, like that battle. I like that idea, but make it where they are they are close to getting the keymaster, finding the keymaster, and that's where the why the battles because that's it's right there. The keymaster yeah. is there. What if this is an actual real space in the city that's been destroyed, and there's something buried beneath the building that they get to, like a a computer core or something, and that's what causes it. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I, I'm having a thought. Okay. So we're talking about the war that's going on outside of the matrix. Yes. And we're also talking about the war in the matrix. There's a war yeah, going on inside. It would be parallel, the actual battle. Exactly. Yeah. It's parallel in the same city. So in New York, we'll, we're just going to say New York just for the sake of New York or, or for uh, a just, location. They're occupying the machines in the matrix by using back doors or something to get to the machines yeah. that are protecting the actual mainframe in the physical city. Exactly. And, and that's what allows them to get in to destroy the core. And it's the key, it's the key master who holds the key inside the matrix to, to unlocking the mainframe. Unlocking the mainframe within the matrix. But the 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 machines is outside that, of the is, is the key master an entity in the uh, matrix? Is it an actual person like yes, consciousness? Yes. Or is it it's like it's, just an object in the city I'd, that they need? I'd like to think of it more of an object. I think it would be better if it was physical. No, the good but idea would it would be, have a matrix representation too at the same time. Exactly, having a, yeah. a human in outside of oh, the yeah, matrix. Yeah, and then like an object inside. But the he also inserts himself into the matrix because yeah. he he jumps back and forth. Yeah, make him. We'll make him an apostle. Apostle. <laughs> I can't say that word. There we go. <laughs> He'll He's make an air apostle. <laughs> He's wearing some damn skinny jeans. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, making him somebody that why? But why would a human be helping the the machines? And he would be there since the beginning. He would be one of the. He would be one of the original. Maybe he's the one who helped create the machines. Yeah, he is. But how is he like still alive? Because uh, oh, okay, like, the actual representation in the Matrix. He's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. And they have to go in and like take him out or whatever. And and outside of the matrix, he's just connected to the computer. He he wouldn't be able to live if they unplugged him. He wouldn't be able to live yeah, outside. Yeah, like what, what if he was just like a computer chip or something that had like the codes? And they and then when they they they're distracting the machines, protecting the actual physical thing. Yeah, they, they pull it and then they don't actually kill him in the matrix. He disappears when they pull the object. The yeah, there we object. go. So yeah, so he put himself onto a computer car or to a disc, yeah. put himself yeah. into the computer before he died. Yeah. So he's still alive in the matrix, but it's so the mainframe outside of the matrix that they have to destroy to get <coughs> to get access to the mainframe inside the matrix to destroy it from within. Okay, I like this. The only thing I have with that, if you're going to put the chip in the computer, you have to have his body somewhere near that computer. That would be my only thing with that scene. Yeah. Why would yeah. But, but what's the significance of his body being near the machine? Maybe it was his last dying action. So, like, I mean, it could be just... Right, I can see yeah, around. I'm just having a problem with it. Because yeah. just to signify that, like, maybe that was his dying. And it yeah. doesn't yeah. have to be the World Trade Towers. But no, no. It's a good one. Uh, yeah. yeah. It could be, like, uh, Sears Tower or something. I don't know. Yeah. Trump Tower. Trump Tower. <laughs> oh, no. Um... <laughs> What if it was like, like Fort Knox? 
That's, is that I don't know. Fuck it. Who cares? We're going to World Trade Towers. But that's how that's how the second one would end. They would get the key master and they yeah. would get the chip and they would retreat. And Neo would realize, like, I have an equal. And Smith would kind of realize, like, I have an equal. Yeah. And that's how it would end. Okay, so it ends on a cliffhanger. Yeah. Second one would end. Yeah. I think that's perfect. So why are we jumping so many years ahead now in the third one? Because if they have access to the show an advancement of of the the war. Yeah, like you would see Earth. Okay, well, let's make the MacGuffin this. So so they think that destroying this mainframe, this chip, they think destroying the Keymaster, which they believe is a human, but it Mm -hmm. isn't. It's a computer that it will help release everything. But in doing so, it doesn't do that. Because the architect has taken over. It only locks everything off. So the the second movie ends with the retreat. The retreat, yeah. So why are we? Master. So why why are we doing this twenty year gap to make it to the third one? It turns out that the key master wasn't the answer, <clears throat> and oh. there's multiple keys, multiple uh, gateways. It turns out that. There's multiple portals or, or key masters. And it's going to take more than just one key master to be taken down. And that's what they've been doing for 20 years. And it'll be a fast progression. And so they think they got all the keys in the beginning of the third one. Yeah, you like, you can see like, like flashbacks. So, okay, so here, let's, the first one. The MacGuffin of the first one the was Oracle would narrate the, the twenty year progress. Yeah, so the beginning of the movie she narrates what okay, that's a good idea. Yeah. Um but okay, so the first one the MacGuffin was to rescue Morpheus. The second one the MacGuffin was to find the key master. Yes. We gotta what is the MacGuffin of the third one? What is it? Because we don't want to do the same tropes three times or two times within a trilogy. We right. want to kind of change it up a little bit. Get so, out of the matrix. Okay, so getting out of the matrix, but that was kind of the idea of the second one. They believe that finding the key master was going to get them out of the matrix. This, this one is. This the, is the over. Getting out of the matrix is the overarching. It, it would be the get out at all costs. At this point, they don't care anymore. It's we're going to get out or we're going to die trying. So how about we make it where they? What if what if they, they free multiple farms, multiple uh, host farms, and now their army's bigger, and it's do or die time. Yeah. Okay. And the only, and they, what is it? Do they believe that the only way to, to succeed is to, what, what is pushing Neo? Because you got to remember, we can easily make the MacGuffin of the, the people outside of the Matrix. Like, hey, it's do or die time. Yeah. Neo could be, he's off it's the battlefield, but he's trying to retrain the next one because he knows he's well, getting he older. Well, no, because again, the next one isn't, it, isn't born yet. Isn't born yet. Right, but... He's training them, and they're all failures. So they, they keep dying on the battlefield or something. So you think and he can't do it. He's shattered. He's been affected by the war. He's all like, I don't know, trembling. Old. Well, he's not an old man just yet, but he's getting there. It should show him realizing that he's God. It's showing him seeing that he's OP and seeing how he mastered pretty much everything at this point and seeing that people look up to him like he's a god figure. Okay, listen listen to this here for a second. The idea of reincarnation, that's his MacGuffin. 
is learning to how he can reincarnate himself because his physical body, he's aging. Yeah. But he knows that he has to continue this fight and has to push forward until they can finally free themselves from the Matrix. Yes. So his idea is trying to find a way to live longer. Yeah. Want to make that the MacGuffin of the third one? We could. What if everlasting life? Everlasting life. Maybe he's like melding with a machine or something. I don't know. I don't know how to do it. Dabbling in that. If we do a a truce, I'll meld with you or mold with you, and that'll be it. And you could see him kind of, kind of diving into it. But how about that's the ending? He does that, and that's how the next one is reborn. And the next one's reborn in the Matrix, and, and you know, the whole thing starts over again. That's the ending. So what uh, are we doing in the meantime? Yeah, I don't know if I like that that ending like that. I like the idea of him meeting the machine outside of the Matrix. Yeah, I think on his journey, he needs to come out of the Matrix a few times, obviously, and it's he like- meets the machine outside of the Matrix. Yeah, and in meeting the machine. He, he learns that, I guess we're not, we're, we, we completely got away from Agent Smith being the one. Well, it's not even necessarily Agent Smith being the one. Because at this point, he still is kind of the one. We're just not focusing on this trilogy. Yeah. Eh, I don't know. Because this trilogy... That's right. We're so here, Leo. so maybe Agent Smith is getting stronger. Yeah. He is getting stronger and stronger. And the machine is getting nervous that it he, can't control him. Yeah. He's becoming too strong. So that's where the truth comes in, that we understand that they, the machine realizes that Neo needs to continue to be that force to to take on Neo or Agent Smith within the machine. Yeah. But without without him, the, the machine's going to lose control. What if the machine learns how to take a human body? And now, and now Smith is outside of the machine. See, I never really liked that aspect of it. I did not like Smith coming out of, of the machine. I didn't like that in, in the Matrix. That would, if, if we would do that, that would have to be in the second trilogy. Yeah, that would have to be... Where we start focusing on Smith. Yeah. Where he, he's becoming like he sees human and machine. And he yeah. mends them together. We could see Neo... I could see Neo trying to mend together, but it failed. And it leaves him mangled and he can't fight anymore. So humanity starts to lose the fight and eventually it just kind of they, they reach a stalemate where humanity's back into a corner but they can't kill him off but smith is like kind of neutral because he doesn't need to become any stronger he goes mangled and just becoming old i like i think the idea of of the computer the matrix the computer being afraid of what it created yeah and smith is 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 interesting you know so we have Neo comes to the realization that in order for the humans to succeed, he has to continue continue yeah. on his on his journey. But he's getting old, so he's looking for a way to to preserve himself, have everlasting life. <clears throat> During this, he run he comes across and he he meets the machine, and it's just by happenstance that the machine and him have a conversation that look, Smith is too powerful for me, and Neo's like, well, I can't keep fighting him like this. And that's where it comes. Look, we will help preserve your life and and your life essence into another being within the Matrix. But you have to promise that you're going to continue fighting Agent Smith yes. because we cannot control him or defeat him now. And it, they're both the machine and humans are both getting what they want. While Neo thinks that when he comes back 
again as a newborn he's going to remember everything but he doesn't yeah but it's just and it's just a cycle a, a constant yeah. cycle and that's and eventually he would get old and how i said the ending would it be him yeah and smith kind of just so like, he's made this truce with the machine that that smith doesn't know about yeah and it's just kind of neo he continues to fight smith as much as he can but he's just he gets to old age yeah. and smith comes to him the one time and it's just like look all i needed to do was outlast you yeah you know and, and that's when he's in the hospital bed yeah and just dies of old age and smith leaves and that cuts to black we see credits roll after credit scene we see a baby born with the shimmer mm. that is reminiscent of the very first yep. movie mm-hmm. and then there you would open yourself up for a second sequel or second trilogy trilogy yeah which then you we can expand on agent smith and then maybe even in that actually have agent smith defeated yeah be kind of and cool. come become part of the main world and somehow yeah. and that's 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 where he gets defeated because his lust for power and and his desire to just become all powerful he feels that he has to leave the major he has to transcend the physical realm but he by going to the physical world that's where he gets defeated he learns limitations yeah where he didn't have that in the matrix what if the humans lose faith in nia because he's old and he can't battle the way he did and this leaves room for the introduction of newer characters to finish out three. Yeah, no, I, I agree with no. Oh, yeah, that's that, 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 that makes sense. The third one, we see Neo trying to lead. We can see in the beginning of the third one, he's leading a battle, but he gets defeated. And that's when everybody starts to turn, starts to lose their faith with, with Neo. And it's just that idea where they're so like, okay. all, all the progress they made over the 20 years, they're they lose years. that. They, yeah, yeah. Well, they lose that progress. And they just have to start over again. Yeah, and they look at Neo like they lost their chosen one. Right. Neo so becomes they're left Morpheus. without it. Yeah, Neo. There Neo becomes Morpheus in that in that moment. Yeah. And it just becomes the vicious cycle. That's the moment. So, holy shit, that's pretty cool. How that just that just snapped there. I don't know if yeah. either of you were thinking that, but no. that's kind of cool because he but at that point because he teaches himself. Yeah, Morpheus. Again, Morpheus was... Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Morpheus... The first Morpheus was his own original Yeah, character. the first Morpheus was just Morpheus. But Neo is Neo, but he comes to the realization that he has to become Morpheus at this point in time. Yeah, so that's how he would transcend. Physically, he would die, but spiritually... He would transcend and, and yeah, be able would to... Be, that would be his melding with the machine and... Exactly, yeah. And that's how he would train his reincarnation. Mm-hmm. Well, shit, that was yep. pretty interesting. And, that, and that's exactly <laughs> how it would end. You, would, you wouldn't need the shimmer in the baby. No. You would just hear Neo's voice as the baby's crying when it's born. Yeah. And yeah. that's how it would end. After credit scene. Boom. Yeah. Just fucking redid the first three Matrixes. <laughs> <laughs> and it's better, too. Oh, it's Don't way better. Fucking ghost guys running around. <laughs> Not well, see, yet. <laughs> and, and here's the thing. I was thinking of utilizing those kind of... Those kind of um, machines in the first one with as the older agents, not yeah. exactly them, but something like that. Different, different. Yeah, agents. yeah, not the. Yeah, but they're they're the agents, and we see. Agents then you they're know, just obsolete. See, yeah, they become obsolete. But I mean, that's it, guys. This is exactly what I want to do with this podcast. It's just, this is it. We just reboot old franchises. We talk about in the beginning what we like, what we don't like about what the original brought us. 
and then we just start to bullshit and and get to the the root of things and create. <laughs> and then you find out franchise. that you fucking make a movie. Series. Yeah, well, that's that's the whole idea behind it. I think it's a lot of fun. It's definitely interesting. I hope this catches on. I hope people actually listen to this and enjoy it. Um, you know, it's. This, I've been excited about doing this podcast for about a month and a half now. Yeah. I've been planning on doing this for that long. Oh, that long. But, you know, for a month yeah. and a half, I've been pushing for this to happen. Before we leave you off, Ryan, like, what did, what did you think about this? Do you like this idea? Dude, this was awesome. Yeah. I, this, I love this kind of conversation, and we all worked together, and we all threw out, like, the bad ideas, and we all came together. And yeah, it worked. It really it, worked. Exactly. Who knows what this podcast can grow into? I mean, we, we could be sitting here rebooting movies and movies and movies. Yeah. And maybe one time we just decide, let's do something original. Yeah. And we'll yeah. make something original. I think that's a cool idea with, with this podcast. Uh, like I said, one of us should actually type it out and put it on the website. So, you know, like you actually would have some sort of a very long winded story. <laughs> of like the matrix how we'd see the first one and then yeah. the second one and then the third one Absolutely. that way you know if you don't feel like listening you want to read it you get more of a detailed description of what we just described yeah uh so cool where can anybody find you uh white ruby 53 at, on twitter all right if you guys have anything else to say oh, it's been fun i like it no, no yeah, it was great it was a, a really fun journey yeah so uh definitely keep an eye out this isn't going to be a weekly podcast so keep an eye out for our next one not really sure what we're going to do yet with the next one but if you guys have any uh ideas or recommendations you want us to reboot hit us up let us know because we're, we're willing to do anything we do have a poll going on in the group if you want to vote on it oh yeah yeah right now of what, what kind of franchise you would like to see rebooted i did that because i want to see what other kind of things we can throw yeah. throw uh, throughout here so Again, I'm Robert. I was with Brian and Colton, and you guys have a good night, and talk to you guys later. Peace out. There it is, guys. That was us rebooting the Matrix franchise. Uh, I think that it was pretty good. I mean, I was sitting there re-editing this, this episode for this, for throwing it up on YouTube, and uh, it just kind of took me back on how much fun and and how neat it is to just sit there and get the creative juices flowing, especially with an established IP like The Matrix that has a really good core to it, but uh, in the grand scheme of things, it wasn't, I don't think, I don't, I don't think it was realized as well as it could have been. And whether you enjoyed this episode and our take on the whole idea of The Matrix and expanding on the lore and kind of changing some things up, uh, let us know in the comments below what you think hit that like button, hit that dislike button. If you didn't like it, let us know if you want us to continue doing things like this. Like I said, in the beginning, I do have a few others that we did back in the day. We got the Star Wars, a Dragon Ball one, and some other things that we have that uh, hopefully, as long as I can find the audio files to them, I'll edit them up and throw them up here on the YouTube page, as well as our Spotify, all the podcatcher apps and everything like that. That way we can kind of get this going again. But if you did like it and you want some new episodes, let me know because the beauty of this show is just being creative and it's just to sit there and discuss the idea and and possibility of rebooting some of these beloved franchises. And again, it's not about taking a good franchise and making it bad or taking a bad franchise and making it good. It's just about like, hey, if we had a shot at doing and utilizing this IP, these characters, how could we change it and, and maybe make it better for a, a new age, a new modern take on everything? So let us know in the comments below what you thought of 
this episode of Rebooting the Matrix. Again, this was a, a, a taste of another podcast idea that we had called Movie Boot, the Movie Reboot Podcast. And I still want to continue doing it. I hope that I can get some people to get involved, even if it's just like a once a month, once every other month type of thing. It's just something fun and cool to do. Again, getting those creative juices uh, flowing. It's a, it's a lot of fun, but let us know the comments. Make sure you hit that like, subscribe, all that jazz. With all that said, guys, I will talk at all of you later. What's going on, guys? Did you enjoy this video? If you did, make sure you smash that like button. And for more, hit subscribe with that little notification bell. That way, you'll be notified every time a new episode drops. Thanks for watching, and I'll catch you all later.